We would like to acknowledge the Ghana people and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge their spiritual connection to the land on which this podcast is recorded. As part of the oldest living culture in the world, we draw inspiration from their deep knowledge of traditional foods, medicine and remedies. From the Central Adelaide Local Health Network, this is Research Pulse, where we discuss the latest world-class health research from Carlin and how it's contributing to world-class care. In this episode, we're discussing going beyond a one-size-fits-all approach to bowel cancer treatment and tailoring treatment to each individual patient. Our guest is Associate Professor Tarek Samour, colorectal surgeon and researcher at the Royal Adelaide Hospital and also with the University of Adelaide. Tarek, thank you for your time. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invite. Tarek, what makes rectal cancer such a challenging cancer to treat? Well, there's a few issues, but the main one is that, you know, the rectum is the last bit of the bowel down in the pelvis. And so there's a lot of organs nearby that don't move. So, you know, for example, in a man, there's the prostate, the bladder, in a woman, there's the uterus and the cervix, and then behind the rectum, there's the tailbone. So it's in an awkward location from a surgery point of view, and it's surrounded by significant structures that uh, come into play when treatment is being considered. And then outside of that, obviously, you've got the bony pelvis. So that makes the treatment more challenging than it would be for other types of bowel cancer. Tarek, I understand that for the last three decades or more, that the approach to treating bowel cancer hasn't really changed much at all. Prior to 30 years ago, the mainstay of treatment was surgery. So we just did quite challenging operations to try and remove the cancer. That was associated with relatively poor outcomes. And so for the last 30 years, we have been giving the more advanced rectal cancers radiation before surgery with the goal of shrinking the tumor down and making it easier to do the surgery. And that's been the case for about 30 years now, up until more recent developments, which I guess we'll be discussing today. Well, indeed we will, but that sounds like a one-size-fits-all kind of approach, and you've, you're working now on a process to change that. You're pioneering a personalised approach to treating bowel cancer. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, that's exactly right. When I first came back to Adelaide, the standard treatment for all but the most early rectal cancers was to give neoadjuvant or treatment before surgery to do with radiation. Then we would do the operation and remove the cancer. And then some patients after surgery would go on to have chemotherapy. So there was really three modalities, but it always went in the same order. We always gave radiotherapy, then surgery, then chemotherapy. And the problem with that is that a significant number of patients who needed chemotherapy never received it because they had the toxicity of the radiation and the surgery to contend with. And so, you know, something like a third of patients never made the final step to having chemotherapy. And that was really unfortunate because some patients who needed chemotherapy never received it. And so since 2019, what we've done at the Royal Adelaide and at St. Andrew's Hospital is we've come up on this idea that we term personalized total knee adjuvant therapy. And that sounds very complicated, but in essence, if we look back at the three components of treatment, which is radiotherapy, surgery, and chemotherapy, we switch the order around in a tailored way that best suits the patient. So I'll give you an example of that. If a patient has a really early rectal cancer, you know, a small tumor, then perhaps surgery up front is the most appropriate approach because we don't need to downstage it with radiation and chemotherapy. Alternatively, if you have a patient that has a rectal cancer that's touching the prostate or the cervix, the radiotherapy becomes paramount in order to make the tumor 
potentially treatable with surgery. And so those patients get radiotherapy first, followed by chemotherapy and then surgery last. Alternatively, we do have some patients that present with more advanced tumors where perhaps it's already spread to the lymph nodes or the liver. And in those patients, the chemotherapy, we think, is the most important element of treatment because it's the only element that addresses all the different sites at the same time. And so those patients, we would recommend chemotherapy first, followed by radiotherapy and surgery. And then finally, we have a group of patients who have such a good response to radiotherapy and chemotherapy that there's no tumor visible left in the rectum. And in those patients, we often will suggest the possibility of avoiding surgery entirely. And in fact, we recently published our data on this. And in the first 100 or so patients, about 40 of them no longer required any surgery. And so they avoided all the toxicity and complications and morbidity associated with surgery, which in the past was much less common for us to be able to offer that. But now it's becoming increasingly more common and we're, we're very happy about that. This tailored approach, Tarek, I understand you're the only team in the world doing this. Yeah, so there are a lot of teams doing total knee adjuvant therapy where you give the radiation and chemotherapy up front, but there are very few and in fact none that I know of where the order is specifically targeted to the tumor that's at presentation. As far as I'm aware, we're the only team in the world that's doing this and certainly the only team that's published on this tailored approach. In regards to the approach and publishing, what are the outcomes so far? Well, we're pretty pleased so far. We feel as though a tailored approach is going to be the future, and that's across all cancers, not just rectal cancer. But specifically with rectal cancer, we do have an opportunity because of the different modalities available to us. We have an opportunity to front load the most important treatment first in conjunction with patient wishes. As an example, we have some patients who in the past would have just gone on to have surgery, but they've told us that they don't want surgery. They would rather try the option of avoiding surgery entirely. And in those patients who decline surgery, we've been able to offer them radiotherapy followed by chemotherapy with a relatively high chance of the tumor disappearing completely. And the data we published on essentially shows that with this personalized approach, you get the right balance of morbidity and survival, but also accounting for patient wishes in the mix. And so effectively what you end up doing is offering the patient the best treatment that they want for, uh, consistent with their beliefs and their values. Tarek, as part of your aim of providing the best options for your patients, I understand you've set up a dedicated pelvic exenteration service at the Royal Adelaide Hospital. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so that's the other end of the spectrum. So, you know, I focused a lot so far in the discussion about trying to avoid surgery in patients. And these are patients with earlier tumors that respond really well to the other treatments and therefore there's no tumor left. If you look at the other end of the spectrum, we do get patients where that's not the case. And even if the tumor responds, it's still involving other structures. So these are the really big, ugly tumors that are actually attached to other organs in the pelvis. And for those patients, surgery remains really important. And in fact, conversely, the surgery needs to make sure that you remove all the relevant organs so that you don't leave any cancer behind. I think in the past, we didn't perhaps do the best job we could in that area. And so we wanted to set up a service that would cater to these patients in South Australia. 
and be able to offer the more advanced type operations where multiple organs can be removed at the same time if necessary and only if necessary. We've been busy setting that up over the past five years and I'm pleased to report that now we have a relatively mature service that is able to offer these more complicated operations to patients that need it. It's a significant outcome for South Australians as well because I understand they had to travel into state beforehand for this. That's right. So for the more complicated operations, particularly if the tailbone was involved, we would have to refer these patients to New South Wales. It's a relatively long journey, but also more importantly, these are really big operations. So the patients would often be in hospital for two or more weeks without their social networks around them, which was actually quite difficult for the patients. In the past, we needed to do this because we just didn't have the correct expertise or volume in South Australia to support this kind of service. But I'm pleased to report that that's changed now. Overall, Tarek, what's the takeaway message from the work that you've been doing? The takeaway message is that rectal cancer treatment is really quite complex. Uh, We have multiple modalities available, including some really complicated operations, but also the possibility of avoiding surgery entirely in certain patients. So I think the correct approach is to tailor the treatment to the patient, both in terms of their cancer, but also their wishes. And I think that's what we're setting out to achieve. And we've come a long way, but we're not quite 100% there yet. And uh, obviously, there's always room for improvement. And we'll keep working at it till we get it exactly right. Tarek, is there one last thing you would like to leave those listening to this with? I would just encourage all the listeners to enroll in the National Bowel Cancer Screening Program if they're within the screening age, because uh, the idea is that nobody should get a bowel cancer and hopefully we can prevent some of these from arising before they happen. So just a plug for the National Bowel Cancer Screening Program. Associate Professor Tarek Samor, colorectal surgeon and researcher with the Royal Adelaide Hospital and University of Adelaide, thank you for taking the time and joining us for this Research Pulse episode. Thank you very much, Drew. It's been an absolute pleasure and hope you'll have me back down the line when we have more to talk about. Thank you for listening to Research Pulse. For more episodes in this series, find us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please leave a comment or rating and share this series with your colleagues and friends. If you'd like to contact us, you can find an email address in this episode description. This podcast was developed by the Central Adelaide Local Health Network.